Stevenson centers, and the loose puck was put on. Rebound shot blocked. Now Eichel scores. The third rebound goes for Eichel. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Marcia Sillwright to the circle. White Cloud shoots. He scores. Doing his best, Jack Eichel. Finds the opening, top shelf. Sharp angle for White Cloud. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet. On the 215, home of the. This is the start this week of a 10 month journey to crown a Stanley Cup champion. We're going to walk you all the way through it. This is also the weekend when every city, all 32 homes of the National Hockey League, are welcoming in players, and Vegas is no exception as uh, the veterans, the hopefuls, the prospects start to land in, and by the end of the weekend, everybody's pretty much here as they uh, prepare for rookie camp next weekend, and the veterans will be doing their own little captain skate. So uh, we're really on the cusp of this uh, cranking up into high gear. There's not much time left to do a little bit of fun, a little bit of, I don't know, pie-in-the-sky little philosophizing, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to make up some new rules. Uh, Major League Baseball, I don't know whether you guys saw this, um, put a ban on the shift. Mm -hmm. You know, that whole, like, putting everybody on one side because nobody can pull the ball or go the opposite way, whichever uh, camp you fall into. Uh, So they're they're going to, or playing in the outfield and then stacking that thing up and, like, softball. Basically, Mm -hmm. what baseball, Major League Baseball turned into a version of softball. Nice. so that's uh, they they said no, enough of that, and they put a pitch clock into effect. And, and I was th- looking at that, going, "Hell, yeah, well, there's a couple of things that we could probably do in hockey just to tweak. We have a good game. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. lots of uh, goals uh, again, but this is uh, it's been a couple of uh, years since we've kind of gone down this path because mm-hmm. the games can be getting better and better and better. Uh, there was bigger nets. There was all kinds of things coming out of the lockout mm-hmm. that they tweaked, and it's it's at high form. Now I'm asking." Is there anything we could do to make the game substantially better now? Or are we at the highest peak, the top of the mountain right now? It's an interesting question. I I don't know that there's a lot that needs to happen for the NHL um, on on the ice. I think the product is as good as it's ever been. I think the rule book more or less is fine, perfectly fine. I, I I love where scoring is at right now. But if there were going to be tweaks, there were going to be changes... Um, it would be with the the intent of making scoring more of a premium, putting the, that premium on the ability to put the puck in the back of the net. And I do think that there are some ways to make that mm-hmm. better in today's NHL. So if, you, if you're right now in your car, you're at home, you're listening, uh, give us a call, 780-702-876-1340. Give us a shout and and give us a tip or two. I'm going with more offense. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. if if we're going to change anything, it's to initiate more scoring. But I don't want to. I don't want to really affect the game. And those are the best rules. Sure. Yeah. Those are the rules where you don't notice that there was even a rule change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it doesn't substantially alter 
the way you watch the game or have followed the game. Interesting. Just kind of seamless okay. in there. Uh, Chapman, can you come up with something like off the top of your head? Are you prepared to do that? or Because <laughs> I don't want to put you in a bad spot on this. Yes. I'm going to hammer you on a couple of other things later. Yeah. So you're going to get beat down. Well, so old, I don't, after, I don't after really want to. After hammered by Stephanie yesterday and, and the Air Force guy on Twitter, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm all hammered out. So, so the Air just, Force guy. Just, well, I don't know what his name is, but the fellow who's in the Air Force who criticized me. Just know I'm going to give it to you later. <laughs> so That's I, fine. I, That's I don't fine. want you to, to, to necessarily volunteer. Here for right off the bat. Are you? Do you have a couple of rule changes that I, you'd like to come up with? Something that that I would like to see, and, and some are small. So this is a yes. Yes, I do. Okay. I I would like so when a team ends a period on the power play, mm-hmm. I don't like that when the second period or third period starts, the team that is on the power play doesn't get the face off in the offensive zone. I don't like that. Whatever, because there's supposed to be an advantage to being on the power play. And I feel like that advantage is kind of lost when you have a center ice faceoff if there's 37 seconds to go on the power play and the period ends and you have to come back out and you, you get that faceoff at center ice. I would like to see it changed where the team that's on the power play, regardless of how much time is left on that power play, if it's a minute and 50 seconds or if it's seven seconds, I'd like to see them have the advantage of having the power play in the offensive zone. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Chapman? Yes? For you and I, I think that the rest of the audience needs to take a step back here. Oh, boy. Uh All right? After listening to that, and everybody else just don't, don't try and... Interrupt us here because this is this is between Chapman and I. We got we got to have a heart to heart right now. Chris, yes, that might be one of the smartest, most outside the box but logical thoughts I've ever heard you offer. Oh, I appreciate. I'd that. never I'd never thought of that. But it makes perfect sense, and I want to congratulate you. Well, thank you. That was that was well done. Thank you. We we should. I, I have a sound effect. I think I should play that. Yeah! Doesn't quite work when you say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll celebrate that. <laughs> nothing like nothing like undoing all the goodwill that you just built up. But but uh, so but close. No, that, that was You're really right good. There. That that that's really good. Uh, I'll throw in just. A little bit of add-on. What about a period can't end with a team on the power play? Like extending the period? Yes. Kind of like in soccer where you have that additional time if... Yeah, I mean, I, I think... So you still, when time runs out, you still blow it dead. But if there's 45 seconds left, you you play the next 45 seconds or until a stoppage after the 45 seconds. I, I kind of like that. And then you take the break. Because fresh ice, I'm not a big fan of... Of going to the room and then coming out fresh ice and then hitting the ground, it just it throws things off a little bit. Uh, I, you don't see a lot of goals it, when a power play carries over. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I've done a statistical analysis, sure. a deep dive on that, but there's there's a, not a lot of that yeah. uh, when when it carries over. So uh, that would be my little tweak on that. I like that. I th- I think that's cool too because I I think there's again a certain advantage. Mm-hmm. To to having the ice a little choppy and, and you the team can't be fresh 
coming out of the the penalty killers. Yeah. Mark Fresh coming off the intermission. I, I like probably more your idea, Darren, about extending. You know, you can't end a period on on, on a power play. Um, my change, my amendment, if I were looking at power play specifically, two minutes is two minutes, regardless of if a team yeah. scores. I, I think that Love you it. committed an infraction. Yeah. You have a crappy pa- penalty kill. Oh boy, that's 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 on you. You got to find a way to do it, and it's going to allow really good power play teams to maybe break open a game. I guess counter argument would be maybe referees don't call as many penalties if you could put two, three, four in in two minutes. But if you can, good on you. And power plays would become such an influential factor, yep. Yep. especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Phone lines, uh, 702-876-1340. Mike, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. I will lead off the season, kind sir. What what has happened to you praising I don't, Mr. Chapman? I'm not happy about it, <laughs> but don't, don't, don't worry. Later in this show, I already have it written down where uh, I'm going to get back to normal uh, on okay. it because of something that happened yesterday. Okay. We were all worried for we'll, just a second. We'll return we'll to regularly scheduled programming later. I will, I will tell you that I attended the three-on-three tournament, the championship, uh, at uh, Orleans. Yep. There were aspects of it that were interesting to me. Now, it's very gimmicky. And I don't suggest that the NHL adopt a, a, an extended three-on-three play necessarily, but it's not. It's, is it a bad idea that they play three-on-three in in the in the overtime and have a shootout? Why do we have to really have a shootout? At some point, three-on-three will decide the game, won't it? What? Yeah, five-on-five five will eventually decide the game. Sometimes you go four or five well, overtimes, but yeah, the they just don't want. One, for athletes, and two, Mike, I'm going to be selfish here, it's for television and and the broadcast and radio broadcast because there's not an unlimited amount of airtime. Uh, if it's a national broadcast game, they, they want to get to Sports Center. They they want to get to their uh, news programming in a lot of cases, and, and that's why they, they need a – programmers need a, uh, a more determined broadcast window. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I was in broadcasting for years and years, so it makes more sense to me. Yeah, I thought you would have known that, Mike. Yes, <laughs> but the mid-season four, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're playing into everybody's power zone. It must be that new profile on Facebook that's making you kinder and gentler, Darren. Oh, I don't know what it is. I like it too. Yeah, it's working. Uh, are you going to open the phone lines on Monday? We will. Yeah, we will be right back to that. Uh, so you're going to give us a shout. Well, of course. All of right. Course. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, 702-876-1340. If you want, uh, we'll also open up the phone lines, uh, as usual, for the first segment every Monday uh, to this season, uh, something we did last year and got a great response to it. So uh, that is something that uh, we'll certainly carry over along with the, the tweaks to the program. Uh, rule tweak number one for you. All right. Rule tweak number one for me kind of goes hand in hand with what Mike was talking about when it comes to three-on-three overtime. Uh I don't like games decided in a shootout. And that being the case, I elect we move to 10 minutes of three-on-three overtime, and three-on-three overtime is played without offsides. That changes the game significantly. Three-on-three is already changed. 
Like it's it's already a yeah. departure from what we would see in regulation five on five. So to me, I would much rather have it be wide open okay, which, and, which and you, put the most talented players in a position to actually end a game in some semblance of hockey. So what do you see happening by removing the blue lines and the offside? I think I just see more action. I really do. I you you have less time to kind of come back, regroup. I think that there will be a higher premium on on pushing the puck forward. And right now, everything in three on three overtime is a little too systematic. It sounds great in theory. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why it won't accomplish what you want it to. Why is that? And it and it does. It's it's the perfect answer. Mm-hmm. But you're creating the entire ice surface as the zone. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. Yeah. What you're going to do is you're going to spread everything out. And then it creates it's going to create a pseudo um man to man. So if you you're thinking okay, I'll just one guy'll play sugar. He'll stay down well, all the way down the yeah. ice and it'll be yeah. wide open. Well, the team's not going to let him do that. They're going to play down there. So really now you've taken 3 on 3 and made it 2 on 2. And you've spread it out, and you won't get as many chances. Depends on who. Depends it, on who's on the ice. It actually reduces chances, and this is uh, I use that because of my experience in in doing the research into big ice, little ice. Okay, you get big ice should create more chances mm-hmm. because it spreads everything out, but it does the exact opposite, and that's what's going to happen. But. You're, you're thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, back to the phone lines. 702-876-1340. Stephanie, good to talk to you. What do you got? Hi. Um, first off, so glad to have you guys back. It's been a long uh, summer, which I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, uh, I enjoyed it uh, uh, without Chapman. I would really, really, really love to see would be going to the three two one zero system. Oh, okay. So that overtime points aren't worth more like you know some games shouldn't be worth more than others right because an right. overtime game ends up being worth three points whereas a regular game is worth two right if so, we just make every game worth three points and distribute those based on how you win a little more fair for everyone winner in regulation gets three points a winner in overtime or a shootout gets two and if you lose in a overtime or a shootout you get one correct Absolutely. I, I like it. And I, I've been on that. I, I was a traditionalist for a long time yeah. and didn't like that. And something clicked in, in my head. The light bulb went on, and I've come around to that. And I, I think it's I'm, – I'm surprised, mm-hmm. quite frankly, mm-hmm. that we haven't gone to that yet. I feel like it's just not going to happen, so I'm not even allowing myself mm-hmm. to get there. But that's something I'd love to see. It's too simple. The, the, uh, it's too logical is what it is. The st- statistics yeah. and the record book. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you can still have that in a, in a some kind of vein, and the Montreal Canadiens record, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can still have that, and I feel like that's why we've never gone to it because they don't want to upset the all-time record, most points in a season, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, even though wins and and stuff have already uh, vanished because of the overtime and the shootout. Uh, thanks, Stephanie. Appreciate it. That's awesome. I'm sure we'll talk to you again on Monday. Seven zero two. 876-1340, a line open. Sean, good to talk to you. Hey, hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Hey, I got for the overtime, instead of opening the whole ice up, what if you just made it like basketball? You can't dribble back across the mid lane or the midline 
So you can't go backwards across the red line. And, and I think that they did they not do that in the three on three challenge that uh, summer loop where yeah. you got into the zone you couldn't take it back out. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, it, I, I, I don't dislike that at all. Uh, forces them to stay. Forces them to stay yeah. in the offensive zone. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you. Uh, I, I I'm all for that. Uh, I really enjoy it. It, it kind of goes against Ryan's plan to open up the whole ice, but. Yeah. But uh, but there's there's method to that madness uh, uh, along the way, and y- you're you're open to that. I, I'm open to anything that ends the game in three on three overtime, mm. really. And and to be to be honest, like I I think that if you get into into the game into the swing of three on three overtime, and there is an offside, I, I think that it does open up the option for players to just kind of forget, players to kind of lose themselves in the game, especially after playing. 60 minutes with offsides, five on five, all that. But anything that, that any legitimate avenue to ending a game three on three before it gets to a shootout, I'm for. Should create more right. action in the zone and uh, create some more urgency defensively mm-hmm. yeah. because of uh, the smaller space. And in a way, thinking about this, it should create more mistakes or, or potential. Yeah. Uh, I'm all for getting rid of the shootout, too. I love it. Uh, nice job. I appreciate it. I'm writing all these down. This is uh, awesome. I'm going to forward that to uh, Bill Daly when I see him in, in a couple of weeks <laughs> in New York at the broadcast meetings. Uh, Joe, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. So, it, my idea would change the game dramatically, but it would lead to probably three or four times scoring as many goals. It would lead to... 20 or 30 different offense, new offenses being created is if you take out uh, the offsides completely and there are no offsides, so it doesn't matter where someone is. You can you could leave someone in front of their goal. You, they'd have to hopefully have a defender back, but it would lead to all kinds of new scoring and all kinds of new offenses. It would probably be more exciting for the regular people that aren't occupied, but it would probably be less exciting the people that are hockey fans. So no more offside. And the, and the world's greatest game is soccer. Mm-hmm. And it, it has offside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, or offsides, uh, as you uh, like to call it. Uh, so you're saying eliminate it completely. Right. How many more well, goals do you think you get? If the average is uh, six and a half right now, well, how many more goals do you think you get in a game? Oh, I think it's at least double the goals. because. Wow. There'd just be offenses where people would have a winger or something that would be just out near the edge, or maybe even in, in, by the red line. You get a you get the puck on defense. You're taking a chance because maybe they got a five on four, but you get the puck and you throw it up to the mid mid uh, red line to this guy, and he just takes off on the goalie. There'd be a lot more uh, a lot more one on one one on goals one on the goalie breaks yeah. and. Uh, I just it would be huge, but it would it would change the game. But the the coaches would be so inventive of trying to come up with ways of taking advantage of there being no offsides, and they'd be all kinds of fast breaks and outnumbered uh, uh, rushes, and, and it would be exciting. But it would it might not be the the fans of the Harden fans are, are probably going to hate it. But yeah. it would be way more exciting for bringing in new fans and, and just seeing, look how exciting this is. They're up and down, the, they're throwing the puck up and down the, the ice all the time. People are going crazy going up and down the ice. And uh, long passes, 
and people in on goalies uncontested. I, I just think it would be if you're looking for offense, that would that would make offense. Strategy had component to it uh, is almost limitless. Uh, thanks, Joe. Uh, Joe, uh, I'm going to speak for him uh, because I don't know him personally, but I do know his family history, and uh, and Joe uh, does not have any relatives who are linesmen in the National Hockey League <laughs> because that that would eliminate the uh, job of the linesman, and uh, and Joe's uh, Joe's uh, proposal uh, would uh, would eliminate some jobs. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's 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 that aspect. I, I still think you need some. Mm-hmm. Component of structure in the game. As much as I advocate, or I just advocated for no offside in three on three overtime. Oh, are you hypocritical here? I, I don't want no offside in five on five. Oh, so why is it okay because in five three on, on three and not in five on five in regulation on, and instead of overtime? Three on three is just different. Like it, it is a form of hockey, but it is not traditional hockey in the sense, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't want five on five changed. All right. I just don't. I, I I love five on five. To me, there's nothing more exciting than five on five overtime in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But a three on three, it's exciting. It's entertaining. I just want to see it end in that period. Uh, we got uh, a couple of minutes left. Uh, a line open for you seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. If you're on hold, uh, we'll get to you uh, in a second. But I do want to volunteer a couple of uh, thoughts here. One is very simple. Mm. Uh, no more neutralized faceoffs. It okay. doesn't affect the game at all. Yeah, uh, people wouldn't even notice this. I'm guessing, <laughs> but if if I'm offside attacking your goal, mm-hmm. the faceoff shouldn't be outside your blue line on your half of the ice. Mm-hmm. It should come all the way back into my zone. Yeah, I'm with you. So if I'm if I'm having trouble staying onside for a night. That really penalizes me mm-hmm. because I have to defend a lot more, and you have the advantage of an offensive zone face-off. So those four dots in the neutral zone, mm-hmm. like the, Richie and Chicago over at City National Arena, you don't have to paint those anymore. Yeah, nothing on the on the arena crew. It would look it, weird. It's it's gone. I don't think. I think you get used to it eventually. Yeah, eventually. Saying, like in in the moment, it would yeah, look weird. It, yeah. it, it would. Yeah. But but boom, it's. Because, and this this is what kind of got me down this this track. It used to be when uh, a puck went out of play, mm-hmm. you would drop that puck closest to it when it went out of play or where yeah. you shot it. So yeah. it, there was pucks being dropped in the middle of the zone, <laughs> in the in 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 uh, like along the side of the of the ice in the yeah. neutral zone. It was some weird spots. Yeah. And then they decided no, all pucks are dropped on a dot. Now we just eliminate four of the dots, mm-hmm. and it punishes a team for going outside. They don't just get to yell at each other because it took away a chance, but the coach gets to give it to them because <laughs> they're giving the other team an opportunity on a faceoff. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really, in the big picture, change the game a whole lot. No, I, I like that one. I do. I have one outside the block, uh, like completely outside the box rule change that I'd like to see. And one that I think will never, ever, ever come to be in the NHL. But I'll throw it out there because I think it's a really intriguing idea. So this has 0% chance of happening, but you'd like to see it. I'd love to see it. Okay, I fully understand it's chaos on the bench. Mm -hmm. One coach. Head coach on the bench. That's it. That's all you get. Except if if, uh, Ryan Craig or John Stevens Mm -hmm. or Misha Donskov are listening right now, I totally think that your move sucks. Listen, it's not 
it, it, all of those people, all your assistant coaches, all your video coaches, everyone still available to you and, and reliant upon in terms of your preparation for a game. But when you get into the game, you've got your head coach on the bench, and that's it. All communication, whether it gets messed up, whether it's, it's you're able to manage it as, as well and as tightly as you'd like to, that'll open up so many mistakes on the ice that I just think it would lead to more goal scoring. It would lead to, um, you know, teams maybe relying a little bit more on instinct on the ice and less so on what they're supposed to be doing and everything being so rigid. I would love to see it. You know who would love it as well? Who? Players. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Not that they don't like the coaches, <laughs> but more freedom to do what they want. Yeah. No, that that's Players the, will be all over for it. For me, that's the ultimate. If you could get there, it'd be great. It used to be with just one coach. Yeah. And then there was one assistant. Like, that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Now we have like 30 people. They had to put restrictions <laughs> on how many people could be back there between yeah. uh, therapists and equipment managers and coaches mm. and so forth. When when Ashley Vice goes out and does her interviews on the bench, mm-hmm. she has to pass by seventy five people. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's like that with with every team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but 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 players would really like. How about you start with one coach in the first period? Okay, you can add an assistant in the in the second, no. and you can add another assistant in the third. You should go opposite. Start, oh, subtraction! Start the, start the game with oh. three, <laughs> then right. two in the second period, then one, and if you get to overtime, it's just the players. Wow. Uh, on the subject of overtime. It happened this week in the KHL with Sergei Fedorov. Ah, uh, yes. Sergei Fedorov, in overtime, after his team won the faceoff and got possession of the puck, mm-hmm. pulled his goalie yeah. for the extra attacker. Yeah. And if they turn the puck over, they're basically sunk. Mm-hmm. But four on three, it lasted a couple of minutes. They... They hustled. It was strategic. They'd worked on this. They eventually won the game mm-hmm. in overtime. If you do that in the National Hockey League, the team that pulls its goalie loses the bonus point or the the one single point if the other team scores into the empty net. Yeah. So you're taking a chance there of not getting anything when just by leaving the guy in, you at least have a single point. Mm-hmm. My proposal is we take that out, that the winner gets two points, the loser gets a single point, whether you pull your goalie or not. Yeah. And that might instigate a a few more chances. There's not a coach in the NHL that's going to risk losing that Mm -hmm. point that's locked up. Yeah. And for good reason, yeah. because points are so are so valuable. There's not a coach that's going to do that unless you're in a dire situation where regulation wins mean it. And Vegas was kind of getting close to that last year, just, you, you, where, where it was going to come into play. That stretch of, 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 what was it, four games in a yeah. row going into the shootout, like if that was on the table, yes, it looks a little bit different. Right, exactly. So that, I think, could generate all kinds of... Mm-hmm situations that could be very intriguing to the point where I wouldn't be surprised if both coaches pull their goalies. Oh, that'd be fun. If there's a race for the puck and it looks like you're going to get it and the guy says pulls his goalie and they lose the race for the puck and now neither team has a netminder and it's just four skaters aside without a goalie, Mm -hmm. um, that would be uh, fascinating and the, the extreme of it. But allow the coaches to do this without the risk of losing 
the single point. You may you may not get a lot of it anyway, mm-hmm. just because it's so untraditional. Yeah, but there's a few guys I think that would take the chance four on three with sole possession of the puck when you mm-hmm. have total control of the puck. Four on three is a really big advantage, arguably a bigger advantage than five on four when it comes to conversion. Yeah, and and of course, whether or not that happens and how frequently it does would depend on where a team's at in the standings and what's at stake with those particular games. But just imagine a team that needs wins, that needs that, needs that extra point yep. down the stretch, how much more entertaining those games would be if they get to overtime. It'd be great. So not you're not risking losing anything. No, Nothing. no, it's all about getting the extra point. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Let's let's double down on, on the chance for for offense. Yeah, no, and, and I'm, make a. I'm with you. Play for it, Chapman. Last tweak goes to you. All right. Well, the players' union I think will love me for this one. I think you should expand the rosters. Like you're allowed to carry maybe one or two extra players. And in in every sport, like in, think of dress. Yes, dress. Right now, you can dress eighteen skaters and two goaltenders, yes. but you can carry an extra three. Yes. My 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 thinking is when I watch a game and a player gets hurt, th- that team is at a severe disadvantage if that player can't return. Doesn't matter if it's the NBA, if it's Major League Baseball, if it's the NFL. If I have a player get hurt, if my right tackle gets hurt. I have a backup right tackle I could bring in, and while there's a disadvantage because he's not as good as a starting right tackle, at least I'm not forced to play extra players additional like periods of time. So, like hypothetically, your your first pairing defenseman gets hurt. Well, now you're playing with five defensemen, mm-hmm. but if you're able to pull that guy, whether he's sitting in the press box or out of out of the locker room, you're not really missing that extra player. So in-game substitution. Yes, yes. If a, if and and I mean I guess you'd have to really make sure a guy was injured or you know maybe if a guy's just having a terrible night you could bench him and bring someone else on. I think having an additional player I think like I said the players union would probably love me because I'm advocating for more guys to get playing time and make I'm more money. I'm not sure but, that I'm on board if I'm the extra and there's three of us sitting in the room mm-hmm. because we're not allowed on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're waiting to see if uh, Stevie is going to have a bad night and the coach is going to well, bench well, him and, I, and Toby's going to be pulled out of the room. I'm not thinking necessarily along this guy's not having a good night. I know I mentioned that, but I'm thinking more in the lines, if a guy gets hurt, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're kind of screwed for the rest of that game if you're forced to play five defensemen as opposed to having an extra sixth guy that you can bring out of the locker room and say, all right, guess what? You know, Warm up, you're, you're going in. So what's what's the goal of it? Well, I think the goal is when when you have, and I keep using defensemen because you only have five of them, and, and sometimes these guys are playing, what, 27, almost 30 minutes a night in some cases. That's a lot of extra wear and tear on a body over the course of 82 games. I'm thinking along the lines of player safety. Right, like if, if you're putting because I don't think it generates any more offense or no 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 but or I, competitiveness I, to be I, honest I, I am one-off. I am a big advocate of keeping the players as safe as mm-hmm. possible and keeping the guys well yeah but the next night you have an ability to have six defensemen on yeah the but, but 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 that's the next night mm-hmm. that's not during the game well, right but I mean like you're talking about you're talking about this under the assumption that a player goes down in the first minute of the game. 
Well, even if, if player, go, even if, if it goes down goes, in, in, in the, if a player goes down it, with five minutes left in the third period, what benefit is well, this? Well, the coach, uh, they, you got there's got to be a cutoff. Yeah. Well, got to well, be 18 the, minutes into the second period, no more substitutions. <laughs> like like maybe maybe the halfway point of the game, right? Like maybe 30 yeah. minutes into the game, you 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 you're no longer allowed that option. But it'd be great to see how many times yeah. during the course of a season somebody miraculously got hurt. Yeah, at, at, <laughs> at the uh, nine minute mark of the of the second yeah. period. See that that's cool though. I, I like that uh, style of thing. I don't think uh, losing a player really, unless it's a star player. But just simply playing a forward short or a defenseman short uh, causes a competitive imbalance in a game. They they do offer the opportunity to put a goaltender in if you have to. It, mm-hmm. It's not from that team. But, yeah. Uh, but I like the idea of thinking outside the box. Chapman, you're you're basically two for two today. You're having a career <laughs> show right now. Well done, buddy. You are on fire. I try. Now, I am fascinated to see how you're going to screw this up. Oh, it's coming. I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah, there's like there's something on the other side of this program where you are going to just dismantle Chapman, everything. Chapman. I, I, I just hope it's not my intro for Ben Goats that, that derails uh, the show. Listen, just say light jerseys at home, dark jerseys on the road. I, I You know what? That was one I was thinking, but yeah. I didn't really think of that as like a rule change. That, it, that it's would something I want to see for aesthetics. Yeah, like, I like that too. To me... But I grew up with, this with lights at home. That's to me too. Yeah, me That's too. what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I want to see. I love that. Because I, I think in, in most cases, most teams, they're they're uh well, what do we consider home jerseys are better than their white jerseys. I, I think the Golden Knights white jerseys are better than than their, their home jerseys. But what about switching halfway through the year like the American Hockey League does? I would be okay with it. Yeah. So long so long as I get more light jerseys at home. I want I want a little more variety. Because, yeah. because that's what I remember of my days as a young kid watching hockey. That's what it was. You you always got to see the the colorful, vibrant road jerseys. That that was cool. I, I, I want to see that. Like, Aesthetically, that's what I want to see. Yeah, like the Maple Leafs blue jerseys are so much better than their white jerseys. Like when I think of the Canadians, I'm thinking of that red jersey that they wear that's just so so classic and so. It's weird is I'm the opposite on those two sweaters. Really, you oh, yeah. like the white? Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> we, we can't go three for three, but hey, no, no. But 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 it's not that. That's not the Achilles heel in your day, though. No, like you're not going to stumble around with that one. That's just a, a difference of opinion. Yeah, yeah. You're still good with this. Well, thank you. Coming up in the next block, I don't know the Ben Goats interview. I don't know. We, we still have 90 minutes of show left. We have so. we have some reflections on yesterday's sound effects that we have to get to. I know that's not going to reflect well on you. But right now, you're having a career day. Uh, we'll take a break and let them enjoy it. And when we come back, uh, the VGK Insider Show, we'll talk to uh, one Ben Goats in hour number two. And we've got one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League and a couple of big accolades for some American hockey players. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. That was cool. Rule tweaks, changes. Some subtle, some are really out there and change the way the game would be played. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun. Good uh, interaction with the the callers uh, on the... uh, Caller line. A great performance by Chris Chapman. Mm-hmm. A career performance. Uh, what about on Twitter? All right. So from Juan Merrill. 
No penalty if when embellishment is called on the offended player. What? So essentially you can't you can't have a penalty if there's an embellishment call. I kind of like that because so if it's there's... more or less one or the other. Yeah. If there's embellishment, it's embellishment. If it's a hook and you're yeah. going to call embellishment, you you don't call the embellishment, you just call the hook. But you still the person still puts their stick in there. Mhm. May not be an obvious like hook but they're still hooking i like it being one or the other though like like to me if if you're if you're penalized or if if you're hooked you're hooked Mm -hmm. but if you dive that's embellishment you know what happens then you get a yellow card no 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 um you just wouldn't get a penalty on that play the the referees would put their whistle away like offsetting like in the the nfl yeah it would just be then no no i'm not calling either one of you guys we we've got harry Top 16 teams make the playoffs regardless of conference. Make it 1 through 16 seeding, and you recede from there. I think that happened in 1980 in the National Hockey League. Was it where the they, Islanders and where, the Flyers in the Stanley Cup In the final? Stanley Cup final, yeah. Uh, they took the top 16 and then went 1-16, 2-15 along the way. That from my recollection, is the only time the National Hockey League has done that. It created some wonky, weird Mm -hmm. first-round matchups, Mm -hmm. but it didn't impact the title game. Like, the Flyers were best team in the regular season, and they had that unbelievable streak, and the Islanders started their their Stanley Cup march. I don't don't mind one through 16, except I, I love... Divisional playoffs mm-hmm. because it creates and adds to regular season rivalries. Okay, if if we're going to accept that, and I'm fine with mm-hmm. that, like divisional format works for me. Top four teams in each division. No crossover. No crossover. No. Stop it because because you ha- you you have had moments in time before where you have four teams from each division, and because of the wild card, there's crossover. So you're not even getting those divisional matchups that you're looking for anyway. Yeah, you're talking about when the Adams division was really good mm-hmm. and the Norris division was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the I, don't fact, mind, I don't mind taking away the crossover. It, like, you know what? If you're upset because you're you're not in the top four of your division, it is what mm-hmm. it is. But you should have, if you're going to tout divisional playoff matchups, four teams, that's what that's what it is. That's the, the playoff cut mark. And that uh, also um, adds some urgency as you go along. Mm-hmm. You can't start, you can't start watching, going, "Oh, I'm I'm going to be okay because I'm going to cross over exactly. uh, into the Central Division. Exactly. It'll, it'll be fine." Last year, and not having uh, four Pacific Division teams mm-hmm. in last year, that uh, that was interesting. Yeah, like that that was a uh, hurtful. Yes. So if we're going to do divisional, let's mm-hmm. actually do divisional. Uh, VGK nightlife. Get rid of the trapezoid behind the net and let goalies play the puck in the corners. Uh, yeah, fine. I don't care. I, I, the more the more real estate goalies traverse, the more mistakes can happen. Look, it, it does it does lead to the odd penalty, and yeah. it does lead to the occasional goal. It it causes a goaltender to be caught out of position. They the puck doesn't get there, and then they're they're stuck. And they can't recover in time. It does translate into offense uh, to the point that everybody expected it to. Probably not. Uh, does it curtail the goaltender as much as we anticipated? No. I'll be here's an admission. When they first implemented the trapezoid, and I'm not the only one that thought this, mm. when they first 
put the trapezoid up on the screen and said, there's the no play zone. I thought the goaltender could only play the puck in the corners. Yeah, me too. Like if you're going to restrict the goaltender, and and this was all about about stopping the goaltender from influencing by by uh, taking away the ability to play the puck, I thought, well, they're not going to let the goaltender play the puck behind the net. Yeah, that that's how you do that, but <laughs> and, and only let them go into the corners. It ended up being the exact opposite. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. We've got a few for get rid of puck over glass. Um, quite no, a few. no, that's I, I like the puck over the glass. Um, yeah, serve the entire two minutes of a minor penalty. Mm-hmm. We've we've kind of Brilliant. talked about that. I, to, me, to me, that one is like the most logical one. Like you, you know when they you should really there. try that out is in the preseason games. I agree because coaches want to really work on their power play and their penalty killing anyway. So let that run and see how much hmm. uh, offense they might uh, get out of it. The National Hockey League across the board. Uh, how many more goals you might get? This one's interesting from Patrick. Laverty, all video review is at game speed, no slow motion. If they can't tell at game speed, it's not <laughs> obvious enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get what you're saying there, uh, but I need it slowed down. I need, I need a lot of things slowed down for me. Was that Patrick? Yeah, that's a, Patrick. Yeah. I'm sorry, but uh, but uh, the slower the better in my world. Uh, we we did get quite a few three two one zero point mm-hmm. system. I, I think that one just makes too much logical sense. Ryan McDonald. This one's a funny one. Ability to throw the ref out of the game after too many questionable calls. <laughs> <laughs> and because you, you got two of them. Yeah. Ah, let's go. Yeah. Or it's a, it's a reserve system like Chapman's talking about. You just you don't like that one. <laughs> Both teams come together. The captains discuss it. You kick the ref out of the game and you get a new one. Hey, go into the to the idea of a two minute power play is a two minute power play, mm-hmm. or you have to kill off the entire two minutes whether you allow a goal mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. If I give you ten of those. How many times do you think a team would score multiple goals on a two-minute power play? Um, the the early season Edmonton Oilers last year probably eight out of ten uh, because it, they were prolific. They were so good. Um, I would say maybe three, three out of ten. That's a two, high end for me. Two, two to three. I was one to two. Yeah, maybe one. Like, yeah. I mean, we're talking about like the the, the cream of the crop power plays yeah. in the league, two to three. So it's it sounds really great, mm-hmm. and and you first think about it, there's a ton more goals mm-hmm. if you've got the the entire two minutes, mm-hmm. but teams are scoring the best ones thirty percent, yeah, the worst ones fifteen. Like, and that's when they score one. Yeah. Never mind two. Sure. And if you score, if you're going to score the second one, second time in a power play, it's going to be with minimal time left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of the occasions, less than a minute. Yeah. So I, I don't. Well, it sounds dramatic and flamboyant. Sure. I don't know how much extra offense we'd really see out of it. Yeah, which means why not do it? Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I I think that even if it's even if we're talking about over the course of a season, ten or fifteen goals, mm-hmm. it's it's not astronomical, but it is a difference. Yeah. And 
you know, reward the good teams and, and, you know, teams, whether or not that changes kind of what they do schematically on the power play in order to maximize the full two minutes, who knows? But I want to see it. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, I had something else that I wanted to talk about during that block, but uh, we'll push it over and push it back because you guys are so amazing. Thanks to everybody for contributing on Twitter and as well on the uh, caller line, 702-876-1340. We'll open up on Monday in the first block. Uh, coming up, Ben Goats, the nicest man in media. My goal today, get him pissed off. It's the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Torts is up to it again, causing some commotion in Philadelphia where he will coach the Flyers for the first time. That's coming up in one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Also, Ben Goats. Nicest man in media. What's he got coming up with the Vegas Golden Knights training camp? And can we make him angry? You might try. Oh, I'm going to try. I'm not going to. I just don't know whether I can actually do it. It's impossible. He is so nice. And I'll get to the Chapman controversy from yesterday. He's been good so far, but he is going to pay the price for the faux pas with the sound effects yesterday. It's the VGK Insider Show. Hour number two is coming up.